Barth and Sarone Battle are here, talking football every Sunday morning with the insiders and with you. It's Sunday kickoff on 98.5 The Sports Hub. Pick a target. You pick it. Take your pick. Pick me, pick me. I had to go pick, there was no pick. Pick them up. You pick them up. Pick, pick. I pick. Pick me, pick me, pick me. <laughs> Take the teams. Pick one, jerk. All right, week 12 in full, no buys. Best week of the year, Thanksgiving. So we went a little long on the college football talk, so we got to keep it moving on these today. <laughs> Full slate. We'll start with Thanksgiving. Packers beat the Lions 29-22. I, I don't think we're going to be able to do it, but I would love to literally just have a pet lion. Just a legit <laughs> pet lion on a chain, a big-ass chain, and he just he really is my pet. We just walk <laughs> around the building. We go out to practice. We're in seven-on-seven. Seven. We're behind the kicker when he's kicking. Man, I, I feel bad for the Lions fans. That game was supposed to be their moment. That was supposed to be where, where they proved they truly have become this elite NFL team. Instead of bad Packers team come in and beat comes in and beats them. Yeah, that was that was very reminiscent of the the Lions game against the Patriots last year. Several yeah. fourth downs, failed fourth down attempts, fumbles, and it was just a complete mess for the for the Lions. I think the, I think the lights were a little bright for them Thursday night. Biggest spread of the week was between the Cowboys and the Commanders. Dallas wins this one, forty five ten. Clarify, yeah. you said you would talk about quarterback next week. If you guys are eliminated today by what happens at 4 o'clock, is Sam Howell in consideration? We can be eliminated. Yeah, if the Packers beat the Vikings, then you guys are eliminated. Well, we'll see. (laughs) What do you you mean? So I'm looking forward to in a couple weeks. We got uh, this Christmas game. I'm going to look ahead. Cowboys, Dolphins. The uh, can't beat good teams bowl. Blowout bad teams can't beat good teams bowl. It's an impressive effort. Deron Bland, awesome record. The fact he got it in week 12. Yeah. Is is awesome. Yeah, but he's, I, he's I just, pretty special. I still can't take the Cowboys that seriously. I can't either. I mean, they did what they were supposed to do. They did what everybody expected them to do in that game. But, yeah, like you said, that, that Dolphins game is probably going to end in a tie. But <laughs> <laughs> we figure out which one's really the good team, right? All right. And then the uh, Thanksgiving night game, Niners beat the Seahawks 31-13. Offense number seven. It's a 10-yard penalty. I'm talking to America here. Excuse me. The uh, neon green jerseys don't do it for Seattle. I wish Geno Smith was healthy because I think that would have been a really good game. But you could tell Seattle was limited offensively. Yeah, they were. And it, at times it looked like they had a chance to stay in it and be in it. And it just they were off by a play or two here. They hit. Um, I can't think of the receiver. Um, Matt Ka- Metcalf, Metcalf caught a big yeah. one down the sidelines. And I thought he had it. Toes weren't in. And they just missed on several little plays like that. And it, that wasn't enough for them to keep up. And then we had the Black Friday game, Miami thirty. Uh, I could, yeah, Miami thirty-four, Jets thirteen. Let's go to eat a damn snack. <laughs> That's what I was doing during that game. Didn't love <laughs> having much. the Black Friday game. <laughs> give me, give me my college football on Black Friday. But you know the, the pick six, Hail Mary, Tim Boyle, all of it. You got to wonder, Al Lazard, a healthy scratch. How the Jets would be better with Aaron Rodgers? But how much better would they be really? I think, well, I look at that game, and they couldn't get a first down, I think, into the third quarter or something crazy yeah, like, something that. like that. Yeah, I mean, I think with Aaron Rodgers out there, morale is a little different, and guys are playing, even if they're nicked and banged up, I think it's just a different situation. I mean, I, I, I still stand by it. I think if Aaron Rodgers was there, they'd be the best team in this division. But they've all but given up on the season. That was bad. 
All right, here we go. On to today's games. One o'clock window, NFC South battle. Five and five Saints visit the four and six Falcons. So it's basically a cat. This is how they start off, though. But Eevee can, like, evolve into, like, eight different types of Pokemon, basically. So, but Eevee, though. E-E-V-E-E. That Saints running back, Jamal Williams. Not many half-point spreads this year. This game's basically a pick em. Falcons half-point. Falcons half-point favorite at home. Falcons, give me Atlanta in this one. Um, I need I'm gonna need some fantasy love there from Robinson, but give me give me give me Atlanta in this one. I like the Falcons doing a close one. Uh, in the AFC North, the six and four Steelers take on the five and five Bengals. You know, um, I'm optimistic about about Matt and 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 what he's capable of doing. Yeah, and then Matt Canada got fired. Steelers still hanging in it though at six and four against the Joe Burrowless Bengals at home, one and a half point underdogs. Ah, uh, I want to take the Bengals in this one badly. I don't trust Pickett. You know, I don't trust the, you know, they had little issues in the locker room, I guess, the last couple of days. I think there's a little dysfunction going on in Pittsburgh. You know, give me the Bengals in this one in an outright win. I think that Steelers defense just is too much for, for Jake Browning. They turn the ball over multiple times against a backup quarterback. I don't think Pickett's going to look good. I think that Steelers defense, I like uh, Steelers defense special teams to score today. Uh, as a uh, as a prop there, another one o'clock game, little interconference matchup as the three and seven Titans host the one and nine Panthers. So you want to trade in some Sweet Home Alabama for some Sweet Carolina? This game we're talking about Patriots Giants is like a big draft pick game. This is the one. This this is the one. This is the real fail bowl of the week. Titans three and a half point favorites. I mean, get, Titans should win this game. And the, the Panthers, they don't get their pick, right? Their pick goes to Chicago, if I'm not mistaken, right? Oh, that's right? right. Yeah. So I'd be trying to win every single game the rest of the season so I wouldn't look that bad. I mean, <laughs> but I, I think they can't. They just don't have any talent. I think the Titans end up winning this one. Will Levis has shown us he can tear up a bad team. I think DeAndre Hopkins has a big day. I'll take the Titans as well. Another interconference matchup. 5-5 five and five Colts host the 4-6 and six Bucks. That's a W. That's E1. That's E1. That's a W. How many people want to eat a W tonight? How many people want to eat a W tonight? The Colts eat a W as two-and-a-half point favorites at home. I got the Bucks. Give me the Bucks in this one. Mike Evans, I think those receivers have a big day. Um, I think the Colts receivers, I mean, defense shows they can be had after we saw last uh, two weeks ago. But I think I think the Bucks end up winning this one here in, a, in not too much of a close game. Yeah, Bucks have proven they can beat bad teams. Colts aren't very good. So I'll, I'll take the Bucks as well uh, outright. Again, two-and-a-half point underdogs. We'll skip Patriots-Giants, but I will tell you, it is the lowest total of the week, 33 and a half points. We then go to what I think may be the get one of the games of the week, definitely. Game of the one o'clock window. Jacksonville Jaguars at seven and three visit the Houston Texans at six and four. A lot of good players in this league, man. It's Alabama every week. This is a big game. Jaguars Texans is a big game, believe it or not. Winner, uh, because the Texans already beat the Jaguars once this year. Winner. Uh, holds on to first place, gets the inside track on first place in the AFC South. Jaguars on the road, one and a half point favorites. Man, look, I watched the Texans play last week, and they re- their receivers are fun to watch, man. If it wasn't for the Patriots, uh, if I didn't have to watch them play, I'd definitely be watching this game. But I, I think the Texans end up winning this one. I want to see if-, if Jacksonville can play catch up, if they can keep up with this Texas team. Texas receivers are good, man. They're fun to watch. Huge spot for C.J. Stroud. He wants yeah. to really put himself in that MVP conversation. I know some people have kind of loosely talked about it. He really wants to be in the MVP conversation, go out, win this game. That being said, I think the Jaguars have been red hot as of late. 
I like the Jags to come away with the win on the road. Into the 4 o'clock window now on the 7-3 and three Browns. Visit the 5-5 five and five Broncos. World War One, World War Two. all those guys that fought in that war, right? They did push-ups, jumping jacks, sit-ups, climbed the rope, and ran. But none of this fancy Bob Wiley, the GOAT from uh, Hard Knocks, the old Browns offensive line coach. Uh, Broncos one-and-a-half point favorites at home. Uh, I want to take the Broncos, man. You're talking about a turnaround, you know, playing hard, playing out the rest of the season tough. I was wrong about the Broncos, what they were early on, man. I think they get the W at home. I think they, their defense is going to be too much for that that um, Browns offense. Even though the Bron- Browns defense is good, I think the Broncos defense at home uh, stands their ground and wins an ugly one today. I like the Browns, man. They keep figuring out ways to win games. I think that Miles Garrett's going to be in Russell Wilson's face the whole day. Give me the Browns in this one. The Rams at four and six visit the two and nine Arizona Cardinals. How about that? And we wasted our time watching him thinking he'd be at one oh four, maybe. <laughs> Sean McVay on Cole Strange, of course. McVay's team one and a half point favorites on the road. It seems like the Cardinals are trying to win <laughs> these last few games. I mean, if they're trying, I think I think I got to take the Cardinals in this one. They got Murray back, so maybe they're thinking that the guy they want to get in the draft. They can get a little later, so, you know, give me give me the Cardinals in this one. Yeah, Kyler Murray's look good. I'll, I'll, I think this is a close game. One-and-a-half-point game. I can't believe I'm saying this. Rams to win, Cardinals to cover. So I told you that uh, Commanders-Cowboys was the biggest spread of the week, 13-and-a-half. The biggest spread today is in Vegas as the 5-and-6 Raiders host the 7-and-3 Chiefs. I'm going to go get the biggest cheeseburger you've ever seen. <laughs> uh, prime, the biggest one. And uh might be a double. Chiefs, nine-and-a-half-point favorites in this one on the road. Uh, another tough test for Antonio Pierce, who won his first two games before losing to the Dolphins uh, last week. I I got Kansas City winning the game, yep. but I don't think they cover. They've been terrible in the second half this season, and that's before some guys started limping around. So I think they win this one in an ugly one, but I don't think they, they win by nine. Yeah, I'm with you. Our Chiefs win Raiders cover. Another big game in the 4 o'clock window. The Bills beat the Jets last week. Great. Everybody wants to say they're back. The Jets are the Jets. They got to go to Philly and take on the Eagles today. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Bills 6-5, and five, Eagles 9-1 and one on an absolute heater. Do the Bills circle the wagons today as three-and-a-half point underdogs? This is typical Bills. The Bills are going to go out there and probably blow the Eagles out. And then go out there and probably lose to the Patriots in a, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. But this is typical Bills. They will find a way to win this game. I don't know how. Some miracle. They're going to win this game and probably lose to every sub-500 team left on their schedule. I think, that, I think the Eagles win this. I think the Eagles are different this year. I just think, I, especially being in Philly, if it was in Buffalo, I'd feel a little different. We also know how Josh Allen's been in the cold. Give me the Eagles in this one. It's close. But give me the Eagles in this one. Tonight, the 8-3 and three Ravens visit the 4-6 and six Chargers. Full confidence in myself as the play caller and the way that we teach and the way that we scheme. Full confidence in that. we got to bring this group together and do it consistently. Okay, And that's where it's at. So you can stop asking that question. Okay, I'm going to be calling the defenses. Snippy Brandon Staley's a 3.5-point underdog in this one. I expect the Ravens to win this one, win it big. And with that being said, the Chargers will win. <laughs> I got the Chargers in this one. I I just think it's a, I think they have the ability to be explosive. 
And the Ravens just as the roller coaster team, man. As soon as you want to get on their bandwagon, something crazy happens. I'm gonna get the Chargers in a real tight one this one. It's that time of week again, Saron. Where I say, can can the Chargers please lose so we can be done with this guy, Brandon? No, nope, they'll keep him around. No, but like it's a it's a playoff roster. I want to see Justin <laughs> Herbert win games. The worst coach in the league has held on for way too long. This should be it. It won't be. It won't yeah, be because. They're going to play good. The modern day Marvin Lewis probably be there for 10 more years, <laughs> but this should be it. This should be it. I think the Ravens win big, but I think somehow, some way, some, some way, shape or form, Brandon Staley hangs on. All right. Then we got the Monday night game, six and five Vikings host the three and eight bears. Me running. We try to minimize that. <laughs> that was a, uh, that was a call. We'll probably shelf that one for a little while. Legendary Jay Cutler there. Vikings, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, Josh Dobbs get another one. I think if it was uh, Jefferson, uh, Justin Jefferson, is he going to play? If he plays, I think they win this one and win it big. Um, but I think the Vikings are playing good ball. And the Bears, I think they don't have to really lose out either because they got the Panthers pick. So right. <laughs> I think I think I'm going to take Minnesota in this one, especially if uh, uh, Double J they ends up playing on Monday night. I'll tell you this, Bears have been playing some good ball lately. Mm-hmm. And, and things are starting to click. Divisional game, I think it's close for the first half, but I think the Vikings pull away in the second half, win and cover three and a half. And that's it. Week 12 slate, no buys. We'll be back. Uh, what are the big lines on the slate? We'll be back next. We'll talk to Kevin Todd. Keep it here on Sports Hub Sunday kickoff. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. <laughs> Wondering who made our list of the top five all-time queens of country music? Did Carrie Underwood make the cut? Find out now when you text Queens to 45911 and scroll through the list on BackstageCountry.com. Text Queens to 45911 to see the talented artists who rounded out our top five list. It's a round battle on your station for the best football coverage. 98.5 The Sports Hub. Back here on the Sports Hub Sunday kickoff, Alex Barth's her own battle. Taking you up until 10 o'clock. That's when Patriots pregame begins with Jim Murray and Chris Gasper. Bob and Zoe have the call at one for MetLife. And then it is Leroy Irvin and Joe Murray on Patriots postgame. And they'll take you into Celtics Hawks, Grandy and Max tonight. So we have full day of coverage for you here on the Sports Hub. We are now joined by Kevin Todd, a sports handicapper with over 20 years of experience. He's with VegasMistake.com. You can find matchups where the line is mismatched and the wrong team is favored. Uh, Kevin, welcome to Sports Hub Sunday kickoff. Welcome, guys. Thank you so much. Let's talk about two games today. Obviously, we're going to talk about New England at the Giants, and we're going to talk about uh, the Saints in Atlanta. But before we get started, I just want to let everybody know out there at VegasMistake.com yesterday, we had slept, I should say, we had swept the board. We had San Jose State plus the one winning outright on the road. We had Virginia Tech who needed that win to get to the bowl game, crushing Virginia 
And, uh, and the biggest win yesterday, guys, was where the whole world was on Alabama because they watched Auburn lose last week to New Mexico State. We had Auburn plus the 14-and-a-half covering in that game. Guys, we find where the mistakes are made by Vegas because they set the lines on the public perception. What I mean, because the public bets how teams play the previous week, and we go in there and we find the mistakes at VegasMistake.com. So go right to the website, sign up right now, no hassle with a salesman or anything. You go right to the website, $99. If I don't have a winning weekend, the next of the week, I should say the next week is on me. So let's get right into the first game. Let's talk about New England at the Giants. I'll tell you this much. If the Giants had played Washington every single game, for whatever reason, they own that team, they would end up going to the Super Bowl. This line opened up at five, dropped at three and a half, and now is back up to four. Call me crazy. And I know New England's not a good team and the Giants are, are, are not a good team, but I am going to lay the four points here with New England. I think the Giants come back down to earth. I don't think they're a good team. The Pats are 6-0 and against non-conference. I should say they're 6-0 and in non-conference as, as road chalk, and they're 7-2 and against teams that have a win percentage of 333 or lower. I think they come back to earth, like I said before, with the Giants. I'm going to lay the four points here with New England. For my second selection, guys, listen, Atlanta, I don't know what it is with this team. It's the coaching. They don't use their running back the way they should, but they always find ways to lose. I'm going to lay the two points here in New Orleans because they're on the road and they're favorite at Atlanta. The Saints are 7-1 against the spreads in games when coming off a straight-up favorite loss. If you remember last time they played, they lost 27-19 at Minnesota. They got down early, but they battled back. And let me tell you about the Falcons. They're 0-7 against the spread when coming off consecutive losses as a favorite. They're 1-9 against the spread in games when both teams are coming off non-division losses. I really like New Orleans here to bounce back and take control of that division to go to 6-5. and five. I'm going to lay the two points here, folks, with New Orleans. But like I said before, go to VegasMistake.com. If I don't have a winning weekend today, guys, in the NFL, the next week is on me. We find the mistakes that Vegas makes. He is Kevin Todd, a sports handicapper with over 20 years of experience with VegasMistake.com, where you can find matchups with the Lions mismatch and the wrong team's favorite. Kevin, thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks, guys. I'll speak to you next week. All right, again, Kevin Todd. Uh, let's well, we have a second here. Let's go to the phones real quick. Matt in Rhode Island has a question about the draft. Matt, hey, what's up? What's up, Battle? Um, you had great shows this week. You, you guys, you guys really work well together at Barth. Uh, I love your draft coverage. It's. I hope you go national with it. To be honest with you, and I, I know you're probably pretty psyched about it this year. So, um, watching Drake May last night, not not super impressed. Um, NC State's got a pretty good defense and. As far as Caleb Williams, I mean, there's a lot of questions about him. My biggest question about him would be if could he play in the Northeast, being like a warm weather guy. Anyway, I wanted to hear your real thoughts about either one of those quarterbacks, and and um, I think we'll be well positioned in the top three of the draft. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks for the call, Matt. Sarone, right? You kind of talked about it before. What did you think of Drake May last night? Too big on him. I don't look at him as a franchise guy. I mean, I don't look at him as a, a franchise changing quarterback. Like the same way I look at Caleb Williams. I mean, Williams, I think, with his physical talents and his arm strength and the way he moves and all that, I think he can absolutely play in a cold weather city. I mean, he's Pat Mahomes came from Texas Tech, right? And he has no problem throwing the football in Kansas City right now. So I think I think Caleb Williams has that ability. 
Drake may, I don't think, will elevate this franchise to the levels I think they they need to be and want to get back to. So I, if, if if I had a choice between the two, absolutely taking Caleb Williams over Drake may. I, I'm not too worried about the cold with Caleb Williams. The issue for me, I mean, you know, there's a couple things. I think the numbers, and this is true for Drake may too, the numbers against like elite defenses, and no quarterback's going to be better against good defenses than they are mm-hmm. at bad defenses, but it, it it's more jarring with Caleb Williams and with Drake May than with some other top prospects. And then, look, I, I, I think some of the makeups, some of the questions about Caleb Williams' mental makeup are overblown, right? He got criticized for, for the shot of him crying after they lost, but that was after a week of everybody saying he didn't care enough. So which one is it? I think people are just mm-hmm. looking to nitpick to nitpick. Him not talking to the media after that UCLA game did bother me a bit. You know what questions are coming. You knew what questions were coming. Are you going to the draft? Are you going to play in the bowl game? This and that, right? You knew it was coming. I think you kind of had to be ready for it if you're him. Um, I and, and look, he has every right to handle it that way. I just wonder how that plays in Boston in a market mm-hmm. like this. And I, is it fair to bring that up? Is it fair to like talk about a guy like that? It, Maybe, maybe not, but it's relevant. Whether it's fair or not, I think it's relevant when you're considering handing the franchise to a guy, which is what you're doing when you're drafting a quarterback where Caleb Williams is going to be drafted. Yeah, I mean, those questions come up because we really don't have any when it comes to his game. <laughs> I mean, he's just so good at everything else. We're, now we're nitpicking, looking at the the things we wouldn't look at with other quarterbacks, other college players, because we we already know he's ha- he has you know revolutionary game and right. talent, and he just pops so we're looking at how he handles the media, how he handles losing and things like that. But I think when it comes to talent and skill, I think he is the number one guy, clearly the best talented quarterback in the draft. I will say when it comes to skill, and I, I still think he's QB1, but again, like this is what we do. We nitpick, and there's I say this all the time. There's no such thing as a perfect prospect. Mm-hmm. I, you worry about his size a little bit? He's a little, again, I, do you worry about his size a little bit? A little because he kind of plays – I'm trying. That Brett Favre kamikaze kind of yeah he runs out he he I'm an extended play extended play and when you're not the biggest guy in the world you end up being carted he's, off he's six one two fifteen just for yeah yeah so I it, it you know I I've, I've kind of been working on comps with him the Mahomes one I feel like is just so tough because you're expecting so much mm-hmm. like early career Russell Wilson yeah he's a little bit bigger but I'm starting to kind of that's sort of been my comp form like not russ now but you know legion of boom era seattle going to the super bowl russ wilson yeah is kind I mean, of what I, I see with caleb williams i think he's a little small now I don't, I don't have his height in front of me but i he kind of reminds me of tony romo like the the younger tony romo the to tony romo days yeah where he's scrambling 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 what is he doing what is he doing oh 40 yard touchdown like i just i think he has that kind of ability but he plays that way and it looks great when it works and when it doesn't, you're like, man, he didn't have to do all that. And Ro- he kind of reminds me of that. But Tony Romo took a lot of shots and got carried off a few times, too, in his career. Romo's 6'2", but he's 230. He's like, yeah. you know, both up. So maybe Caleb Williams get there, gets there. He said before, Jaden Daniels. See what happens when these guys get in the weight room. But mm-hmm. still got a long way to go in this process. I keep reminding people, senior bowl, combine, <laughs> all that. So in the meantime, there is a football game today. We'll get back to the Patriots-Giants matchup next here on the Sports Hub Sunday. BackstageCountry.com, your online home for all things country music. 
Award-winning movies often have incredible soundtracks, and many of those have gone on to become country gold. We've picked our top five country songs that have been nominated for an Oscar. Text OSCAR to 45911 to see if your favorite made the list on BackstageCountry.com. Text OSCAR to 45911, and we'll send the link straight to your phone. Too early to talk football on Sunday. Coming to the game on Sunday. This is Sunday Kickoff with Alex Bath and Sarone Battle on 98.5 The Sports Hub. DeVito throws, caught, Barkley reaches across for a Giants touchdown. His second today. These are plays the Giants have not done all season long. And look at the game plan that they have against the Commanders. Saquon Barkley comes out of the backfield, and this is a burst route. He bursts away from Cameron Curl, who is a great cover safety. You heard that Saquon Barkley highlight. That's the, the big guy the Patriots got to deal with today. Giants running back, and we'll start there as we kind of dig into the breakdown of this Patriots-Giants game. Alex Barth's throwing battle with you on the Sports Hub Sunday kickoff. Again, missed the beginning of the show. Yeah, the the, the Patriots are, are heading towards a bad draft pick. Losing this game helps them in the long term. And we discussed that at length. We talked plenty about the potential draft picks, but the reality is the guys on the field are trying to win the game today, and, and we're going to break down that matchup as well. Again, when it comes to Barkley, and this is this number really stood out to me this week. And I, he's a running back, and I get that, and they're on a backup quarterback. But Saquon Barkley has missed three games this year. He's played in eight of the Giants' 11 games. He still leads the team in touches by more than double. Barkley has 180 touches in eight games this year. The next closest player on the Giants is Matt Breed of the backup running back, who has 61 so 180 to 61. Then it's Daniel Jones, who hasn't played in a month, with 40. Then it's Wandale Robinson, who is a hybrid wide receiver running back with 38. Then it's Darren Waller with 36. You don't get a real wide receiver here until Darius Slayton, who has 30 touches in 11 games. <laughs> this whole thing runs through Barkley. This whole thing runs through the backfield. So if the Patriots are going to win this game today, they got to contain Saquon Barkley. Now, here's the good news. Last time we saw him, they did a pretty good job on Jonathan Taylor, who's another elite running back. Barkley's going to be a little more involved in the pass game, and that's where maybe a guy like Jabril Peppers comes in in coverage. But the Patriots' best player for the last month and a half has been Christian Barmore. And they need a game from him today like he's played the last couple of months to get into the backfield and disrupt Saquon Barkley early and often. Yeah, I think you put them in a situation where they're playing from behind. You kind of eliminate Barkley. We take him out of what he liked, to, what they like to do with him. I think Slayton, I believe he's out today. So it, a lot of it does fall on Barkley. And I think it'll be raining in the second half of this game, too. So you're going to see a heavy, a heavy dose of Saquon Barkley in this game. But I think the Patriots as well, on the flip side, can run the ball against the Giants. I think by you running the football, by you killing clock, it keeps Barkley on the sidelines. And he's not, you know, the less you see him, the less touches he's having, the better off you're going to be. And then I believe they're down Dexter Lawrence as well. 
run the football against this team. They're bad run defense. They 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 allow guys to move the ball on the ground and run the football to keep them on. It sounds weird saying keep the Giants on the sidelines, but <laughs> you don't want to be in a situation where Saquon Barkley's out there getting 35 touches right. and has a chance to break two or three of these for long touchdowns because now you're in the hole and it makes you one-dimensional and you're in a – you're in an uphill battle, something that we we see the Patriots haven't been successful at this season. So I think this team, by them controlling the football, keeps the hands out of keep the ball out of Saquon Barkley's hands. You mentioned Dexter Lawrence. Injuries are going to be a big part of this one. Lawrence, for those who don't know, has been not just one of the best interior defensive linemen in football this year. He's been one of the best defensive linemen, like period. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, top five in pressures. He leads all defensive tackles and pressures and. Uh, he's been really good against the run. He's top 15 against the run. Like, he's been a nightmare. He's doubtful for this game with a hamstring injury. If he doesn't play, yeah, I think that opens up the run game because the Giants are not a good run defense to begin with. He's probably their best run defender. It also puts a lot more onus on Kayvon Thibodeau. And the thing about Thibodeau, and this isn't this isn't rare for a young pass rusher. Like, you see this with guys a lot. Every single snap, Thibodeau's trying to take the quarterback's head off. That's all he wants to do. And look, great. I love, you know, play aggressive. But a couple of years in the league, guys learn like, all right, you're blowing contain or you're creating penalties or just you're getting too far up the field or whatever. You can take advantage of his aggressiveness, especially if Lawrence isn't on the field. And part of that, like you said, Serona's running the football. So that's the the giant side of thing with the injuries. With the Patriots, and we kind of talked to Karen Garrigan about this earlier. And by the way, if you missed it or you missed any of the show, it is all podcasted on 985thesportsub.com. I, I know Kyle Fabrizio, who's produce, producing today, already got the first hour of the show up on the podcast feed, I think, right? Yep, yep, that's up there. Um, for the Patriots, Trent Brown, Devontae Parker, both have missed the last two games and then had the bye week off. Both are questionable, so they are in line to play. Trent Brown especially, Kayvon Thibodeau is the kind of guy that he can genuinely blank because he'll let Thibodeau, it's like, you know, like dealing with a little kid. He'll let him run and run and run and run all his energy out, and Brown's just going to stay in front of him and not let him go through him. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if the Patriots get those guys back. I think if they get Trent Brown back, especially Trent Brown might help the passing game more than Devontae Parker does, if we're being honest. He's but the best player on offense. He, he is. Look, he, should he have said it or not, we could debate that for two hours. He was right. He, he, he didn't lie. But I, I think getting him back would be huge in terms of, you know, helping the Patriots maybe throw the ball a little bit in this one. But I don't think they're going to throw much. No. I agree with you on that one. Like I mentioned a few minutes ago, the the elements I think are going to turn in in the favor of, of a ground game for both teams by the time you get to the second half, similar to the last time it was in that stadium. But I, I think this the Giants can be run on. And I think with the Patriots quarterback situation, it's probably in your best interest to get uh, uh, Elliott and Stevenson's carrot touches up. And I don't expect much downfield play from the Patriots. Heavy, heavy, heavy. I hope it's a heavy dosage of the ground game. I want to see that. And I'm pretty sure the quarterbacks, Jones, whoever finishes, if it's if it's Zappy, they're going to want to hand this ball off. They want to play with a lead and get more comfortable. And if you get some play action stuff getting on, you know, second, third down, so be it. But I think they run the football against this team and try and keep it a low-scoring game either way. That way you have a chance to win it late if you're in a situation where you're behind. But I don't expect them to get out there and throw that football 30 times today. I, I bet not throw that football 30 times against this team. 
I, I'm wondering if I, I don't think it will be quite the Bills win game, right? Three runs or three passes, but call it mm, 18 and a half total passes for the Patriots over under. Where are you going? I'm going under. I was going to say 15, but okay. I was going on under. <laughs> yeah, it does feel like they can. And look, the running game's been good. Like as much as, as yeah. Zeke and, and Ramondre got knocked early in the year, they're both running really well now. If you get Trent Brown back, that's another big body to run behind. I actually think the Patriots' running game is, dare I say, a plus. Like, yes. I, it's, it's not elite. You know, they don't bury Sanders back there, but I, this is a good running game. This is a running game you can work with. And the passing think, game needs oh, to come along, but like they can, especially against the Giants team, they can win this game just running the football. I don't doubt that. Yeah, and 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 last last week, two weeks ago, the game against in in Germany, I think they could have ran the ball a lot more. Yeah, I think they were more successful, and they went away from it in the second and third quarter. And on the, the the famous the interception play from Jones, I think that's a situation where I think they could have kept running the ball as well. I don't think they had to throw it in that spot, but I think they if they would have stuck with it that game, they probably would have come out with a W. And there's a couple games early. I think the the Raiders game was one where they had stretches of. Zeke having big plays. He had a 70-yard touchdown that was called back. I think it was a screenplay, whatever. Yeah. But they had some big plays from their running backs, and they kind of went away from it. I think I think that's the strength of this offense, and I think it should have been from the beginning, is a run-heavy team. I know they got off to a slow start, but I think this team can run the football. It should become a run-heavy team. And like I said, against, against the Colts, I think they threw it 18, 20 times. They didn't throw it a lot. But in this game, these elements against this team, I don't see them throwing it more than 15 times. And I think they can run that football and get out of here with a W, get on the bus and get, get head back home, you know, with a little smile on your face. But do not get in a situation where you have to throw the football 30-plus times against this defense. That all being said, they, they are going to have to throw the ball a couple times. And if, if Devontae Parker's back today, which seems like it's lining up for that to happen, it will be interesting to see. It, it was – what game was it? Where, like, the, the – we were like, all right, the entire wide receiver group needs to change because they're going with Juju and Parker as their their top guys, and then mm-hmm. they were hurt, and guys are coming back. So today you could have pretty much everybody but Kendrick Bourne, Juju, Parker, uh, uh, Douglas, Booty, Thornton. Mm-hmm. Who are your top three receivers? When you're in 11 personnel, who should be out there with that group? Parker, Douglas, man, probably Juju, man, because – as much as I want to see Booty out there, I think he's got one catch on the season. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's not good. Thornton has, what, four? So, so <laughs> it, it, Tyron Thornton's so interesting because he was hurt, and then they brought yeah. him back, and they benched him, what, like a game and 10 minutes in? <laughs> I almost want to see Thornton out there because I, 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 I don't think he's good. I think they missed on the pick. But they, I, he, he's, he's – He's can't be that bad. Get him out there. Let him catch one deep ball so you can trade into the Chiefs for a six-round pick in the offseason. Like, <laughs> it's just crazy to me how quick the leash was for him when that's a draft pick. Again, I don't think they hit on the pick. I think mm-hmm. they are probably right to pull him. I'm just more surprised that it's such a crucial pick and they're so quick to pull the plug on him. Yeah. Kind of surprised me. Yeah, that and makes I, sense. I want it. Yes, it, it 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 is surprising, and I, I want to see him use more than, you know, the stretch the field guy. I want to see some screens thrown to him. I want to see him miss some jet sweeps. I want to see him, you know, underneath and see what he can do after the catch. I want to see them use him all over the place. It's almost like um like that like they do with Douglas. Yeah. I know he's not as shifty as Douglas, 
But I want to see him use that 4-2 speed with guys chasing him on a quick slant or something like that. I just want to see him use more than just a guy sprinting down the sidelines. And it's that hasn't really worked out for him. But, I mean, I just want to see him play more football. <laughs> I want to see him get comfortable, more rhythm. I just want to see him on the field, and especially because the other the other receivers haven't been lighting it up. So it's like, well, you you don't deserve to be in this group. What do you got to lose at this point? Put the kid out there and see what he can do and see how many different ways you can use him. And like you said, you go ahead and send him to Kansas City, and then we see him lighting it up in so many different ways, I'm going to be sick to my stomach. So I want to see this kid used in multiple ways as opposed to just a deep threat. One more segment to go on the Sports Hub Sunday kickoff game picks. We'll wrap it up next, leading into Patriots pregame here on 98.5 The Sports Hub. BackstageCountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Award-winning movies often have incredible soundtracks, and many of those have gone on to become country gold. We've picked our top five country songs that have been nominated for an Oscar. Text OSCAR to 45911 to see if your favorite made the list on BackstageCountry.com. Text OSCAR to 45911, and we'll send the link straight to your phone. Every football game starts with a kickoff. This is Sunday Kickoff with Alex Barth and Sarone Battle on your home for Patriots football. 98.5 The Sports Hub. Final segment of Sports Hub Sunday Kickoff. Take you up to Patriots pregame at 10 o'clock. Chris Gasper, Jim Murray will... Lead you up to Bobbins at 1 o'clock from the Meadowlands, Patriots, and Jets. And then you got Joe Murray and Leroy Irvin on postgame. And then Celtics tonight, too, against the Hawks. So full full day of live sports here on the Sports Hub. Uh, but again, Alex Barcer on battle, finishing off Sunday kickoff. Before you get to the picks, Aaron, I don't know why I find this weird. Maybe this is just a, a me thing. Uh, it's week 12. Mm-hmm. It is November 26th. It is after Thanksgiving. Today's only going to be the second time all year the Patriots wear their white jerseys. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. So they because they went uh, Miami wore white at home against them. The Cowboys wore white at home against them. The Jets did. They wore the throwbacks once. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Weird, weird little uniform thing. Just felt like I'd throw that out there. I uh, don't see <laughs> that that often. Weird. Well, you know, because I know how everybody feels about the blueberries, and I think I'm in the same boat. I don't hate these white jerseys. But we just mm-hmm. haven't seen them this year. That's I didn't realize that too. You just said that. Like, wait a minute. Okay. I mean, hey, if they win, keep wearing it. But <laughs> so that the the only other game they wore white this year was that game in Vegas. That slog of a game they lost twenty one seventeen. Feels like today's game could look a little bit like that one. Maybe who you got today? I man, I know I've done this too many times this year, but I got the Patriots winning this one. And you know, I think the two weeks off kind of is going to help them. I think their defense is going to be good enough. I think they forced some turnovers today. Just enough to win this game. And I think that we talked about a few minutes ago. I believe that ground game is going to have a big day. I expect a lot from Stevenson and Elliott. As long as they hold on to the ball when things get a little sloppy. I think the Patriots win this one. I'm going around, you know, 17-14, somewhere in that area. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think that, look, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be close. Mm -hmm. It's going to be ugly. But 
and some people would say Bill Belichick hasn't quite been Bill Belichick this year, but I think if Bill Belichick with an extra week to prepare for a bad team against one of his former assistants, third string quarterback, uh, I, I, I think they win it. Uh, I think, I don't think people will be happy, but I think they win a close game. And again, I think we see both quarterbacks today. That's my call it bold prediction for this game. Mm-hmm. I think that, that, over under quarterbacks to take a snap for the Patriots today. I'm taking over one and a half. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that happens, though, I don't know if they won the game. That means something bad has happened. <laughs> I, I, I think they might just go in planning to do it either way. I wouldn't rule okay. that out. I think they could do it in a win. I think that's very possible. So uh, that'll right. do it for us. I'm sure Jim Murray, Chris Gasper will have a lot more coming up on the Patriots quarterback situation. What's to come again? You'll will Patriots pregame. From 10 to 1, and then Bob and Zoe have the call from the Meadowlands starting at 1 o'clock. Patriots postgame after with Joe Murray and Leroy Irvin, all right here on the Sports Hub in the Patriots Radio Network. For Strown Battle, I'm Alex Barth. For more coverage, check out 985thesportshub.com. I'll have you covered all day on the website and on Twitter at Real Alex Barth. Kyle Fabrizio, great job as always. Thanks for stepping in today. We'll be back next week, same time, same place. Enjoy the game, everybody. Again, a happy belated Thanksgiving to you and yours, and I'll talk to you next week.